I am so excited about this bonus episode. This is the first time I'm sharing some coaching that I did, some group coaching I did um, on renewing our relationship with our body. This is live coaching that I do inside the Affirming Truth Facebook group, and it's also the type of live coaching I do in His Image Wellness Collective. I hope this blesses you. And I hope you are as excited as I am to eavesdrop in on this coaching session. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. in our physical wellness because here's the thing we are not separate compartments right I know we tend to think and compartmentalize our lives like here's my my faith life here's my physical health here's my emotional and we keep them separate when in reality we are whole beings and these are all connected and interchanging so just like we said yesterday when our minds are not right, when our thinking is not right, it creates unhealthy interactions in every area of our life. The same is true about our physical health and our relationship with our bodies. When we don't have the right relationship with our bodies, when we are not stewarding our wellness for the Lord, it impacts everything else, right? Our thoughts, our spiritual life, how we connect maybe with our husbands, how we show up in family pictures, how we're present in the moment of memories, all of that stuff, it affects it. So it's important that we take ownership and take responsibility and check what's not right, what's not giving God the glory and go from there. Now, as women, I'm going to guess, I could be wrong, but I'm gonna guess 99% of the women here have struggled with body image, have been on a diet at some point in their life, have tried to change the way they looked, and not just out of health reasons, but more because they were dissatisfied with how they look. Because we have been taught through society, through our family of origin, I talked about this in a post, through how bodies are represented and celebrated in the world, we're taught that our value as females has a lot to do with our appearance. And the smaller the body we can have, the more worth we, we gain. And that is such a lie from the enemy. Listen, women, we are a powerful force in the kingdom. Powerful. The enemy hates women. The savior came through a woman. The enemy hates women. 
We are the ones that are nurturing the next generation of kingdom warriors. We are the prayer warriors. We are the ones that go to battle on our knees. Women have such an important and powerful role in the kingdom that it scares the enemy. So he is after our distraction. He wants us so fixated on ourselves that we miss the power and the calling and the anointing over our lives, right? And listen, it's hard. We have been raised to believe our bodies are what create value. We have been raised to believe that our value is what creates worth. We all probably have some degree of body dysmorphia, right? But I'm here to tell you there is a better way. I'm here to tell you that there is healing from that. And oftentimes in this being bombarded with this message that our bodies are where our value comes from, we have done one of two things. We have tried to drown out those messages by completely neglecting our bodies so we don't do any movement. We're not mindful of all of how we're eating. We, we don't proper practice proper sleep hygiene. We're not taking, making decisions through the lens of stewardship. And on the other hand, we have made our body such an idol. And yes, even if you hate your body, you can have made it an idol in your life. If you are constantly obsessing about how you look, if you can't walk past a mirror or a window without checking yourself out, out to see how you look, even if it's because you don't like how you look, if you have this bad relationship with food where you're constantly restricting and then binging, if you work out as punishment for what you eat or as a way to earn your food, you have made your body an idol. And that's not right to either, right? Neglect of the temple and idolizing the temple. Both are disobedient and both are sin. And yes, we have to call it what it is. It's sin. But God is so gracious towards us, right? He wants us to have a healthy relationship. When God created the garden, he put Adam in charge of creation, of nurturing creation, of taking care of creation. That meant himself too, right? God provided for their physical needs as well, food in the garden, right? We are meant to take care of ourselves. And I'll tell you, when you have a right relationship with your body, when you have a right relationship with food and exercise, what you get out of that is clarity of mind to study the word of God. You have more mental capacity to seek out the needs of others and fulfill the needs and meet those needs. You have more energy and endurance to run the race that God has given you with perseverance. When you are not consumed with your body, you can be consumed with the things of the kingdom and chase after your calling and walk in your potential like never before. But you have to recognize what relationship you have with your body. And I'll tell you for myself, I, had, I, I went on the side of idolatry. I was idolizing my body. I have a history of disordered eating and disordered exercise all to try to change the shape that God made me, to fit some other aesthetic, some ideal. And I could tell you, no matter how 
skinny I got, I was not happy. I was not satisfied because when you make your body and your your idol, when you create your value based on your body, it's never good enough. It is never good enough. Whenever we have an idol in our life that replaces God, we are never satisfied because the only one that can satisfy us is Jesus. The only one that can meet our needs is Jesus. The only one that can set us on the right course of who we are is Jesus. So whenever we go looking for that fulfillment or that value or that validation elsewhere, it is always empty. You will always come up lacking. You will never be fulfilled because it's only God that is meant to fulfill that space. And in my own journey, that meant I had to take time off. I had to take an eight month hiatus from working out to relearn exercise. I had to take time off of thinking of diets and restriction and binging to relearn my my relationship with food and really lean into intuitive eating. Here's the thing, it's a fine line. You are called to take care of your temple so you can do all those things that you're I listed, right? But you're not called to idolize your temple. So what do you do with that? First of all, you need to divorce yourself from diet culture. You need to divorce yourself from counting calories, counting portions. You need to divorce yourself of working out to, to change your body, working out to earn or pay off food. And you have to, first and foremost, root your identity in Christ. Truly understand where your value comes from. Truly understand where your worth comes from. Truly understand the treasure that you are. And that comes from rooting your identity in Christ. You need to know and know beyond measure who you are. Do you know who you are? Do you know who God's created you to be? Do you know the plan and purpose over your life? I can tell you what it is. It's to love God and love others as you love yourself. Do you love yourself? And I don't mean the way the world is talking about self-love. The way the world talks about self-love is from a place of ego and a place of elevating ourselves to God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about loving yourself the way you love God's creation. You are created by God. You love God. You love his creation. He's created you with unique giftings and ways to bless and impact people. Do you love the way he's created you? Do you love the way that he has put maybe the, the, a heart for hospitality in your heart? Do you love the way he's created you to be sensitive to the needs of others? Do you love it? And are you capable of harnessing it for the glory of God? Because when you are preoccupied with your body, you're not able to harness it for the glory of God, right? You have no bandwidth. So much of your bandwidth is taken up with your body. So you gotta root your identity in Christ. You gotta go to the scripture to do that. You've gotta break up with diet culture. Stop dieting. You have to look at your decisions through the lens of stewardship, right? I have a choice every day whether to move my body or not, to steward it for the Lord. 
That means I'm not moving it to earn food. I'm not moving it to, to make up for food. I'm moving it as a praise and worship. Thank you, Lord God, for this body you created for me. And I'm doing it as a way to create health and longevity in my life so I can be more impactful for the kingdom. I no longer do before and after pictures. You gotta get rid of that. I no longer beat myself up if I'm not following a program just to a T. I make a promise to myself about how often I'm gonna work out and I do it for the glory of God. And that means whatever your capacity is. I know some of us have chronic illness, some of us have chronic injuries, some of us have challenges. I have mental health challenges that sometimes make it hard for me to get out of bed. With whatever capacity God grants me in that day, I choose to steward it for his glory. So I choose to move my body. When it comes to eating, I choose to make decisions based on what's going to give God glory. And that doesn't mean never having the cupcake or the cake or the piece of chocolate, right? God intended that for us to find pleasures in his creation. He intended us to have social, loving, hospital gatherings around food. There's nothing wrong with that. The, the question is, are you doing it for God's glory? Are you doing it to honor your temple? I have a big problem with emotional eating. A big problem with emotional eating. And I still have to work through that. I still have to check myself. The problem was I was choosing food for my comfort to numb my feelings rather than going to the source of comfort and presenting my emotions. Do you see that? God does not want food to be a substitute for him. God does not want us to be driven by our fleshly cravings in a way to drown our emotions. God is joyful when we're celebrating a birthday and having a piece of cake. But then the stewardship question comes in when the cake is sitting in the fridge, are you obsessed about it? Can you not stop thinking about it? Are you going to there for emotions? What would steward your life in that moment in the best way? Right? And this is where it comes down to the lens of stewardship. Like you are responsible. You have a responsibility, right? Like I really want us to get this. We have a responsibility to steward all our decisions for the glory of God. He has gifted us this life. He went to the cross to redeem us. We have a responsibility to steward our wellness, our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, our financial health, our relational health. We have a responsibility as image bearers of God, as ambassadors for the kingdom to steward our decisions well. And I don't know about you, but for me, I want to be told, you good and faithful steward, right? You good and faithful servant. That's what I know I want God to greet me at the, at the gates with. So I have to find that balance between neglecting my body, elevating my body, and stewarding my body. Do you see the difference there? Neglecting my body elevating my body and stewarding my body. That means getting enough sleep. That means getting movement. 
That means going out in nature. That means eating the rainbow, right? That means not obsessing, breaking up with the obsession. That means talking kindly to yourself with compassion. When the mind gremlins want to come in and say, oh, I'm fat, or I'm gross, or I'm this, or I'm that, you put the brakes on it. You use what you learned yesterday in renewing your mind to say, I see you. I know that you were sold a lie about your value coming from this. But sweet girl, you are worth so much more. Sweet girl, God has designed you wonderfully and fearfully. And that's when you start with compassion and grace to speak life over yourself, right? It's all interconnected and that's why we started yesterday with renewing your mind because when you're battling the body image issues, when you're battling those decisions to steward your wellness, not neglect it and not elevate it, it has to come back to that. And you have to be able to do loads of grace loads of compassion and loads of truth. Rooting your identity in Christ is so key. And that's why tomorrow for day five or day three, we're gonna be talking about renewing your spirit. And a big part of that is your identity in Christ. You have to know that you know that you know who you are, who you were created to be. God didn't make a mistake with you. God didn't make a mistake, and there's nothing about your past that can disqualify you from the plan and purpose God has over your life. There's nothing about how you look. There's no number on the scale. There's no pant size. There's, no, there's, there's nothing that can disqualify you from the calling God has in your life, just like there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. You don't need to earn your worth by punishing your body. Your worth is inherent in the fact that you were made by the sovereign king. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I know it can be hard to distinguish that line when you've grown up in diet culture, when you have been a slave and in bondage to restrict and binge, diet that, I get back on track. What's the next diet? What's the next fad? How can I lose? When you've been stuck in that cycle for so long, it can be hard to relearn the tools on how to move from body elevation to body stewardship. I know it can be hard. I talk about it with my clients. We work through this in, in his Image Wellness Collective, but hard does not mean impossible. Hard means, okay, I've got to get intentional here. I've got to get self-aware here. I've got to get disciplined here. And I've got to invite God in here. I've got to invite God in here. That's one of the things I had to do with my drinking. I was, uh, ooh, just went dark. I was someone who, especially over COVID, this increased, would have a glass or two of wine when I was stressed out, you know? Take the edge off. Busy, hard day, have a glass of wine, take the edge off. Over COVID, it started to become more and more frequent. It wasn't just the weekends. And by the end of the pandemic, I was having wine every night. And I was frustrated with myself that I was doing it. And I felt like I couldn't stop. And I had all the excuses in the world. Well, 
I have mental illness, we're prone to drinking. I've been drinking since I was 12, it's hard to give up. I have an addictive personality, God has grace for me. I had all the excuses of it being hard. And then one day, God really challenged my heart and gave me this lens of stewardship. Because I've only ever heard of stewardship really when it came to our finances, right? That's usually what we hear the church talk about, stewardship in terms of finances. But God challenged me, how am I stewarding my wellness when I make that decision to have a drink? And being empowered by the Holy Spirit to steward my life, right? Because we don't have to rest on our own strength. We have the indwelling Holy Spirit. Being empowered by the Holy Spirit to make stewardship decisions changed the game. I just had to start looking at it as a stewardship decision. I just started having to realize, wow, God wants me to steward every aspect of my life. So when I'm about to pick up that glass of wine, my question to myself is, does this give God glory? Is this helpful or hurtful? Not in shame, not in guilt, not in condemnation, but as a responsible steward of this life God has given me. And for the last almost 12 weeks, it'll be 12 weeks on Sunday, every time I'm tempted to have a glass of wine and I've asked myself that question, is this the decision God wants me to make as a steward? Is this giving him glory? The answer has been no. So this is the mindset I want you to come to when it comes to stewarding your wellness. Is this decision giving God the glory? Am I honoring God with this choice? Is this choice that I'm making going to further equip me for living the life God has called me? Is this decision I'm about to make about giving God the glory or idolizing my body? Is this decision I'm about to make about running the race with endurance or is it about fitting a societal mold? And we have to start getting curious about our decisions and what the heart intention is, right? Because exercising is good. Eating healthy is good when the heart intention is to give God the glory. Exercise is damaging. Eating healthy is damaging when the heart behind it is to, I've got to change my body because my value and the worth comes from it, right? It's less about the behavior and more about the heart intention. Is your heart intention elevating the body or is it stewarding the body? And this is the shift as women of faith that we have to make. And be reminded, the enemy wants me to elevate or neglect the temple, just like they did, the Israelites did, right? They either were neglecting the temple or they were elevating it and turning it into something God did not intend. The enemy can't create, but he will distort. Stewarding our bodies it was a God-given assignment in the garden. Stewarding creation for the kingdom was our God-given assignment in the kingdom. The enemy has distorted that. And so as Christian women, I want to encourage you to come back to the heart of it. Come back to God's intention to it. Come back to the original design. All right? And you can do it, but you have to be a detective. Check your heart. The decision I'm about to make, why am I making it? You have to root your identity in Christ. Where are you truly getting your worth and your value from? Right? You have to break up with that diet mentality and figure out how to 
put exercise and food into your life as a steward, not as a tool to change your body and get worse. All right, I gotta sit down, my leg is hurting me. But I have some freebies for you tonight too, I'm gonna post later. I have three freebies for you tonight. Yesterday was just one, tonight we're getting three, I'm so excited. One, I know if you're anything like me, you struggle with body image. And it's a constant battle in our mind, right? We have to renew our mind. So, I'm gonna give you of five tips on how to biblically overcome your struggle with body image. You're gonna see that. And I'm gonna give you a sample workout that brings fun into movement. So you can try this workout, see how it can be fun, and approach movement with a joyful heart where it can be a moment of praise and worship for God. I'm gonna give you that. And then I'm gonna give you some meal plan info that I share with my clients in, in his image wellness. This is meal plan inspiration. This is just to get you to look at all of God's wonderful creation in the L area of food and create yummy, tasty, delicious meals for yourself. Not out of dieting, but as a way to say, what will nourish me right now? What will give me energy? What will give me clarity of mind? What will honor God and free up capacity in my life to do his work? All right, so I'm gonna post those freebies in the next hour. And if you have any questions at all, if you want support more in this, comment below and I will respond back. All right, can't wait to see you guys here tomorrow. Tomorrow is our last day of this three-day of free group coaching on the theme of Renew, and tomorrow we're gonna to talk about renewing our spirit. I'll see you later. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.